to really understand technology, you have to live by it. And to talk about business, you must have experienced it first. In this show, we do both. But we also get backstage and enjoy the crack with other entrepreneurs with whom we compare experiences and learn about their secret sauces. Welcome to the Tech Post with me, Richard O'Donnell, and my co-host, Tony Frawley. Nice to see you again, Tony. And you too, Richard. Yeah, it's um, it's been a couple of weeks since we last did this and we're face to face, which is a bit of a novelty at this stage. It is. Well, it was novelty last time. It's still a novelty. Um, <laughs> just go straight into it. So what we're going to do this time um, is uh, break the podcast into three sections, namely new and interesting apps. We're also going to talk about new and interesting gadgets. It may not be new, but they're interesting, I think. And uh, thirdly, we're going to talk about um, uh, any news that's of interest to any of you listeners out there. And finally, we have a new section that we call Solutions Looking for a Problem. Now, Solutions Looking for a Problem basically is, you know, I read stuff all the time. I watch videos on gadgets, etc. And sometimes I look at a thing and I say, how in the name of God did somebody put money into that? How do they get investment for this? Well, I'm looking forward to us talking about that, Richard, because I think it's going, to, it's going to be interesting to hear people's thoughts on this particular solution that you've, that you've found. Well, to keep people interested and keep them listening until the end, it's called Foldimate. F-O-L-D-I-M-A-T-E. I'm not going to tell you any more than that. Mm. But worth listening to the very end, I think, um, to find out what it's about. Okay, okay straight into it. Apps. So... Uh, one interesting thing that I found this month was um, I'm a big um, Samsung and Google um, Android user, as you know, for a long time. I also have Apple stuff, but I prefer the um, configurability of Android. And Google Pay, of course, is one of the tenants of that particular um, operating system. But on Samsung, at least, or in fact, on any, any gadget that I know of, Google Pay didn't work with Bank of Ireland in this country. Kel Surprise. <laughs> yeah, and so we've beaten up Bank of Ireland in the past over how slow they are technology-wise. And it looks like, um, at least it escaped me, but it looked like under the radar they've, all, they've uh, just allowed their cards, like their credit cards and their debit cards, to be used with Google Pay. So that's more of a newsy item. So I've used it. The very first time I used it was in McDonald's in Shannon uh, lately, and it didn't work. Really? Did, yeah. you, did you use your phone or did you use your smartwatch? Oh, I use my I use my phone. You see, you you're been you're trying to trump me here with your your Apple smartwatch. I didn't have a smartwatch at the time. <laughs> I just had my phone. Okay. So I put it up to the little gadget and on the window, and the girl handed it out, and I pressed it, and nothing happened. So I still had to reach into my pocket and get my um get my credit card out. However, in fairness, and since including Starbucks this morning before we were before we came to this um this meeting room, uh, it worked extremely well. So Google Pay, for those who don't know, I'm sure you do. There's Apple Pay as well, of course. There's Samsung Pay. There's a million of them out there. Is there Samsung Pay? I didn't realize there is, that. Yeah, it comes on board with any Samsung uh, phone or gadget. Um, essentially, it uses NFC, Near Field Communications, which mm-hmm. is kind of like Bluetooth. And uh, what it means is that even without the app on, you just put your phone up to the payment machine, you know, the like the, the term, payment terminal, the terminal yeah. that, that you'd use in any particular restaurant, pub, etc. And it, it debits your uh, credit card or Great. whatever card that you've decided. Now you can, you can have lots of cards. So for me, I have my Bank of Ireland credit card. I've got my Revolut card, which I find very handy, and my Bank of Ireland debit card. And of course, you can add loads. Sure. Another interesting thing, we've, talk, we've spoken about Stocard in the past, mm-hmm. which is the loyalty card app. Well, Google Pay has now started to take 
over from Stokard's role in that you can uh, you can record any of your loyalty cards, your Dunn stories, good. your super values and others. Yeah. yeah, that's very good. But one of the things that, that I'd like to ask you is, you're, you, you're talking about Google Pay. Is there a big difference between Google Pay and Apple Pay? Is there any difference at all? I've never used Apple Pay, really? but I don't think there is. Okay. Uh, the only thing that I, I kind of like is, I see you've got your Apple Watch on there. I kind of mm. like, lately I was having a pint with a pal of mine and he, he showed off by um, booting up his Apple phone, his, I, his iPhone, and then he just put his watch up to the machine. Now what he was doing is taking the piss and he was he was basically showing off that he had one of these yeah. things. Hi Brendan, if you're listening. Yeah. And uh, so I have to say I was a bit impressed with that. That you could use it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's handy, okay, I don't use it, I have to say, all that often for making payments. I still use my phone. Yeah. Uh, because I just became used to using the phone to make payments. Yeah. The watch, um, not, not yet. I've only got it a couple of months, but I think I will start to use it a lot more. Does it feel awkward to put your watch up to a terminal? Yeah, I, th- I think it does. The whole process of even just kind of raising your arm and putting it over near the machine. I'm not too um, enamored about that just yet. Whereas the phone, I certainly... Why is that? Is that just a self-conscious thing? or is Maybe. It just feels a little bit strange sticking your hand in over the, yeah. <laughs> the counter and shoving your watch up beside it to pay for it. Yeah. Don't know how much that could take off. The phone is a godsend. Yeah. I mean, we use that for paying all the so time. So you think paying with a watch is just a gimmick? I, my own opinion uh, a couple of months time I may have a different opinion on that and I think it's it's fantastic but at the moment I'm just not used to doing that I think you have to have your phone anyway do you or does, does the watch stand alone in that case I think it stands alone in that yeah, case I, I think, think it could be totally wrong now hopefully some of our listeners will, will point us will point it out to us after this anyway if we're not right but um, Apple Pay has been around for a long time yeah. um, you know and as soon as it was available uh, KBC, who I use for my for, uh, for my personal banking, yeah. embraced it pretty much straight away. Right. But it was it was just gas to see some of the larger Irish banks still being so slow to embrace Apple Pay. Permanent TSB, as far as I know, still doesn't have the capability to allow you to use Apple Pay. Yeah, it's just I can't understand what's why are they so slow? Oh, well, to, we 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 broached this before. It's because they're a big wheel and they move slowly, and probably they don't put an awful lot of emphasis on technology. Yeah, well, but then once the competitor starts to do it, all of a sudden they wake up. They well, uh, you know, it it that's just an excuse that really can't cut it in twenty twenty. I think. No. I mean, I was reading an article in in the paper over the weekend about Revolut's new junior card option that's been brought out for kids. Yeah, and it was a, a dad talking about how he set it up for his uh, for his son, and that um, every week he gives his son pocket money now in the Revolut junior card, and it's it's a safe way of doing it. Um, he does his jobs and get his pocket gets his pocket money. And the other day, his son came to him with five euros in cash and asked him, "Would if he gave that to his father, would his father transfer five euros to his to his Revolut account?" Yeah, he had no interest in the cash. Yeah, that I thought that was very interesting. Well, the other interesting thing is, and I think that bankers uh, and banks have known this for a long time. Actually, I was speaking with an ex banker during the week, and they've always always been trying to. Uh, get the younger person be they a student I remember when I went to college there was always um, AIB was the actual bank on campus yeah. so they knew if they got you at that point the chances are when you get to 50 years of age you'll probably still be with AIB of course so Revolut is obviously working on the same basis now with, with a with a with a little boy of that age mm-hmm. who's currently 13 um, I think it's a good idea for Scott 
and we'll probably do it. It's a great idea. But we'll do it as an emergency mm. um, thing, you know, in case in, in case he has a need. Of course, yeah. Um, I like that he can have funds immediately, you know, within you, seconds. You, you can get it to him quickly. If he's in a bind. Yeah. But I don't think I want him at 13 having a debit card. Sure. And I, and I don't know, we actually might do a section on this in our next podcast where we actually look at Revolut Junior and the security around that, the safety. I'm, I'm guessing that Revolut have all this figured out and that's a very safe way for children to manage their money. But when you talked about the likes of AIB getting you as a, as a poor student on campus, yeah. I think back to when I was a kid and how, um, how clever Ulster Bank's marketing was at the time. They launched the Henry Hippo money box. Oh, yeah. And in primary school, we all had the Henry Hippo. Do you remember those do, too? Yeah. And we started with Ulster Bank um, for a good few years, I remember. And then it was Bank of Ireland coming into us in secondary school, yeah. in St. Clement's College in Limerick. And we opened our first current accounts and I think we were with them for years. Yeah. So that thinking applies to obviously what Revolut are doing now. Oh, it now. hasn't changed. You I'm get, sure it hasn't. Get, get, get them young and, and you have a great chance of having a customer for life. Yeah, I mean, my, it's the, the old years. one. Why would I change if it's if it's satisfying my needs and it's good enough, I suppose, no matter what it is? Well, also, there was, there was a mindset before, which is changing, in fairness, whereby it's too difficult to switch banks. Where That's not so true anymore. Yeah. The you know the younger generation coming through, they, they'll flip and flop as much as they want. Yeah. They're moving between, you know, Revolut and some of their competitors, you know, as, as fast as they want to now. Yeah, it's very easy to set up a bank. You know, so. I'm just interested to see Google Pay now with Bank of Ireland and, and but I would think my opinion is it's a great thing but it's it's too slow that should happen a long well, time Well I also ago. have a Santander card for another um, uh, another bank you know Santander the Spanish bank and, and I have a debit card with them that doesn't work Right. So I, I think it's a conscious decision often by the banks not to share any of the revenue with, mm-hmm. with a, particularly a third-party competitor like this and a threatening one. Anyway, to move on a little bit for a second, mm-hmm. you talked about the Apple uh, Watch there as a method of making payments. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new uh, version now. I have a Samsung Watch, which is Samsung's equivalent. Mm-hmm. And there's a new Samsung Watch 3 just lately released, which looks fantastic. Looks more like a watch every day. The lovely thing about them compared to any other watch actually is the bezel rotates. Very cool. So yeah. instead of I see your little um, crown, whatever it's called, the little it's, wheel it's, at the it's side. It's the crown is called, yeah. Which is a little bit awkward. The bezel, the whole the whole bezel rotates and it's very natural, mm-hmm. very haptic, I have to say, mm-hmm. to, to actually turn it around. Mm. But um, something that's interesting, we'll talk about it again in a second, but the interesting thing um, about Samsung in the past, of course, was it's an Android uh, platform um, watch. However, they now uh, have it available for iOS 9 onwards. So it's interesting that Samsung are chipping away a little bit at Apple's uh, ecosystem. And I really like that. Yeah. Apple, of course, don't do it in reverse. I know we're going to talk about it in a second. But interestingly, that watch now will work on two platforms instead of just Android. That's a good thing. It is a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay, now the next thing we're going to talk about is Waze, W-A-Z-E. Mm. And just before we came on, um, I was wondering if you'd used it before. Waze is a navigation system. Think Google Maps, but a little bit more friendly, nicer mm-hmm. um, user interface. And its unique selling point is that it has what they call social network news, which essentially means and i've used it in dublin many times if you're going down proceeding down a particular road it'll pop up and it'll say hang on there's a jam ahead we've had 10 users in the last five minutes say avoid this road like the plague 
and you can press a button and it'll route you around that traffic jam or that traffic problem, the crash or whatever it is up ahead. Really like it. Yeah, no, it's a really, really clever app. I mean, as far as I know, it was built by um, a company over in Israel and acquired right. acquired subsequently then by Google. Um, but it's driven by the users. So exactly like you said there, it's only as good as the users who keep it up to date and to notify on you know different road road incidents and blockages in that way and advising you to take different routes. It's like the local knowledge that you get. Yeah. Um, I, I have it. I've used it a few times, but my default is still Google Maps only purely because I'm just so used to using Google Maps. Yeah. Um, and I've you know different addresses and everything set up in that system. Yeah. But I I I think the the design the the interface is really nice in ways. It's really, lovely. It's really really nice. Um, and I think it's definitely going to catch on. Certainly with millennials, for sure, by the looks of it. Yeah, it has all those little bits and pieces that are nice too, like a preview of driving directions. So when you press go, it gives you a preview of where you will be going, you know, in a 3D image, which I like. So you can say, well, actually, I don't really want to, because I know Lyric, for example, I don't really want to go down O'Connell Street at half five on a Friday. Yeah. And so it will, it'll say, okay, well, this is where we're going to bring you, but you can actually drag, drag your finger around and reroute, if you like, very good. prior to actually driving, That's very which good. I like. You know that when you're, you're, you hit a traffic jam, when you're in the middle of a, of a navigation, we'll say, you say, oh, bloody hell, I'm in the wrong place here. This allows you in advance to not go a particular direction, if you like, sure. in order to avoid something. The warning is really important. I, mean, I was in Dublin yesterday and um, just hitting the red cow roundabout. I was so thankful that I was heading southbound. Yeah. because of the tailbacks northbound because of, because of, of an incident that had happened yeah if i had been using my google maps at the time or indeed ways yeah. i would be notified well in advance if i should i happen to have been going north yeah it's, it's going to turn off way sooner it's what they call live traffic yeah. updates yeah it's great and it really does work in traffic areas but outside of i suppose big cities etc it's probably of less use that particular function and sure. sure. um, the other thing that that they promote and i think it's true is drive like a local i like that idea drive like a local. you know if you're in if you're going into town now this afternoon there's three or four routes that you can take because you know that particular place yeah but if you arrive in lisbon what do you know of course yeah. whereas they use that thinking if you like and that concept of driving like a local to get you around Lisbon as if you lived there all your life mm-hmm. I love that idea yeah so do I. They, they haven't done enough of it yet mm-hmm. I think it's still in development <laughs> so but the idea is clever it's also very useful if you're sitting in a taxi in a foreign country that you can make sure that you are being taken on the most efficient route oh yeah, Actually, yeah. somebody said to me a brother said it to me during the week he said you ever see how fast taxi drivers actually drive when they don't have a fare mm-hmm. so they're driving down the street at 100,000 miles an hour mm-hmm. you go, you pop in and the taxi drives along now at 30 they're going for, sun, they're going for Sunday spin, yeah. Well, they are. Time is money. quite a difference. I wonder why that is. Time, um, time is money. Okay, so that's ways. W A Z E. Highly mm. recommend it. At least uh, I think so. Um, now you're going to talk about Little Plus. Yes, I am. I'm going to talk about the new Little Plus app that's out there. Um, they've done a great job of marketing this, so you see it across uh, uh, across all different types of platforms over the last few weeks, promoting the benefits of it. So basically, it's uh, an app that you download to your phone. Uh, you sign up for it um, and it's really, really useful, I have to say, because um, your very first shop, you'll get five euros off. I can remember when I first used it. Um, there's regular uh, offers pushed to you as well. So every week they'll update them so you can see the special offers that you can get by using the app. Like the little magazine that you get. Well, there's a magazine. The magazine offers are there as well. Oh, yeah. But this is actually a very specific offer. So, for example, I think this week they have eight different products where they're discounted heavily for you if you have this app. 
actually I know last week when I was shopping one of the products was free it was free pick up a free packet of biscuits chocolate chip cookies Good. okay cool um, so you'll see it every week brought out and it'll show you what the offers are and there'll be significant discounts so it's very very clever um, but it also then once you pay you activate those coupons you just click the app and your receipt goes straight into your little plus app as well it's if you if you want to keep your receipt I don't um, and also then the weekly magazines which are always you know they're typically printed uh, are within that app as well so you can see all of the different special offers they have or the new you know they launch different ranges every week for if it's for camping or DIY or that kind of stuff so it's a great app and they've done a great job in how they've gone, gone about building this Yeah. so I guess it's a customer loyalty app um, but it's really incentivizing you throughout your shopping experience as opposed to the likes of some of the other retailers whereby you know you're accumulating points yeah you never really know how many points you get until it comes through the door. Yeah. Because this will reward you every single week. Super values like what you just said there. Exactly. And, yes. and, and very uh, much a pull system. It is. And this this is clever. Push. This is going to push people in, into, you know, trialing little, I think, um, and, and using little because of the incentives every week to do that. That's so very interesting. Great I mean, job. It is to, to gadget guys like us and, and techie guys like us. And uh, We were in Dunn stores yesterday in the Jetland, which is, I have to say, a super duper shop. It's, oh, yeah. Um, They've done a great job. Oh, it's fantastic. And you get to the counter and you know, they give you um, a voucher if for every 50 quid you spend, mm. is it? You get 10 euros off your next shop. 10 euros yeah. off their next shop. But you have a stream of receipts that are about a foot long, which you have to keep in your bag, your handbag, your wallet, wherever you keep it. And remember to bring it to Dunn's the next time that you're there, like we were yesterday. And, um, and so we took out our receipts, we handed them to the, to the girl, and she's great, and she types in a number or something like that mm -hmm. it's so stone age because they ask you do you have a loyalty card mm -hmm. so using my store card app you'd be glad to hear we give them the loyalty card the first thing that that's wrong is they can't scan the barcode so she had to type, manually in, type it in yeah. manually type yeah. in this number that was 16 digits mm -hmm. long med because i mean they have they have a, a, a barcode reader there anyway Secondly, then, um, you don't know if you have any points. In fact, you don't get any points as far as I can see on the card. And if you do, you can't find out where they are. And then, as I said, thir thirdly, then, after all of that, you have to come along with a piece of paper, an old receipt from last week, if you remember to bring it. It's Stone Age. Of course, yeah. Now, the great thing here about Little Plus is it's just put it up to the likes of the Dunn stores and the Super Values, mm -hmm. for that matter. They'll have to streamline now. It's it's the same as the argument we just made about Revolut and Absolutely, Ab absolutely. And I think with Dunn's, we should be getting commission from Revolut you know, at this point. <laughs> we must we must reach out to them. That that Dunn's um, uh, receipts uh, that campaign I'm going to call it, which they launched, has been really clever and has been very successful for for, for them. For little, no for for Dunn's. Since you brought it up, the fifty euros and get ten euros off your next shop. It's very yeah. clever marketing and it does drive people back in the door. But I think it's very funny if you're in Dunn's watch watching people who they pay the bill and the cashier will say, "Oh, that comes to forty seven euros forty eight. Did you know if you spend fifty? you get 10 off your next shop. Watch people drop everything and dash down the store to get something that they don't particularly want yeah. just to spend 50 <laughs> odd euros to get 10 euros off next week and then having to come back in within seven days to do the same thing again. But isn't that the nice thing it about Little well. Aldi? You walk down that aisle that has all that hardware stuff where it's a, a coat hanger combined with a flask that also makes the tea. <laughs> thing that you'll never use 
but it's it's only for three euro so you buy it or it's 10 euro it's reduced from 55 yeah. euro you bring it home you take it out of the bag leave it on the counter and you throw it out in six months it's, time. it's an incredibly random um uh, shopping experience you come home with a loaf of bread a carton of milk a power drill and a camping kit yeah. and you haven't been, have been camping in 20 years <laughs> you only went in for a can of, for, a, for a pint of milk oh do you know what i, I smile because the marketeers have clearly nailed it oh yeah so that was that was little plus the other app i was going to talk about this week is an app called goodreads and um i love this app as well i've been using it for 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 some time now if you're an avid reader and if you want to keep track of those books that you've read before and if you want to document or catalog the ones that you want to read plus recommendations plus recommendations but you know when someone says to you oh i've just read a great book and you're god i must i must get that completely goes out of your head unless you write it down if you have the goodreads app which you can download onto your smartphone or to your ipad you can capture it there and then and it's a really good way of um of, of documenting that it's also a social network so you can add your friends to it yeah so you can see what your friends are reading um and it's free it's really really good so yeah. i'd highly recommend that you can connect it to your kindle account your Amazon i was just kindle about account. to say it i actually um have it for a long time um now that you've um piqued my interest in it again i think i'm gonna go back and have, give it another look but i had it uh, recommended probably by amazon mm-hmm. when i yeah, got my have, kindle yeah, way back is, yeah. that, is that right that's right yeah they would have recommended but they haven't done a great job of marketing it yeah uh, goodreads um but it's only when you start using it you realize how useful it is and certainly if you're catching up with with, with a friend and you know you want to give them a good recommendation it's very easy to go into your app and say here's some of the books i've read I had one in in Goodreads for ages, which I'd forgotten about, which was Shoe Dog, uh, which was by the founder of Nike. Film. Oh, yeah. Amazing book. And I happened to see it in Goodreads recently as one of my ones that I wanted to read. I went and bought it and it took me three days, just over three days. I read the whole so thing. It was so good. you read it because it was recommended? I had, somebody had recommended it to me. Okay. God knows when I put it into the app and I was just looking for another book to read, went back into my list saw the shoe dog one and said oh yeah i forgot yeah that was that's okay i didn't realize that so it's like, it was like a notation function where you can someone says hey you know i've read this really good book it's like a notepad you can put it With, straight into the app you, you can just add the book straight into goodreads so you right. go into goodreads search for the name of the book and add it and ah. it'll document it there okay so it's 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 very handy and also it's great for reminding yourself you know about a book you might have forgotten you read it okay you know, uh, so it's a great, oh no, I've actually already read that. It might have been five years ago, but I did read it. Yeah. Um, so it's very, very good. That was the second app I was going to talk about. And the last one, Richard, which is an app called Otter, which we've both used. And this is a cracking app. Really, really good for, um, for, for taking notes and for transcribing notes. So I use it quite a lot for getting thoughts out of my head, ideas that I have in my head when I'm working on projects. What is it? Um, it's basically an, an, an audio transcription app okay so you could download it again to your smartphone or to your ipad or whatever um, and you can speak your notes into it lovely okay it'll capture that audio but it'll transcribe it for you yeah that's the magic piece of this now it's not a perfect transcription yeah but it'll be close enough so that you'll be able to take that that um copy and edit it slightly for the words that you know that it's, so it might be nine out of ten it's very accurate. close it's as good as as good as you can get i think um Saves a huge amount of time if you're interviewing people, uh, you know, um, for, for your work or whatever, for college projects. Uh, it's just, it's fantastic. And yeah. it saves a lot of time and having to write out notes and that. You can out. use the Otter app, speak into it, capture it on, uh, you, can, you know, capture your thoughts on the go. And uh, it takes the transcription and then, then again. So it cuts down a huge amount of time. It's Brilliant great. app. It's great. Great app. Um, I was involved in a thing once upon a time called Magnetic Time, which was the opposite. 
Um, so the opposite is text to speech. So this is speech to text is essentially yes, what is. you're talking yes, about here. Exactly, yeah. And there is a, a very nice function I've noticed in the car lately um, where Tony sends me a text message and uh, in this particular car, it'll read that text message out as you drive. Which is, a, which is a lovely idea. Very good idea. It's something yeah. that we, we were trying to do way back in the day. Um, yes. But the technology, etc., uh, didn't didn't really exist. Mm. Whereas this is the opposite. So you basically speak your notes and it transcribes them into exactly. text, is it? Into, into text. Into text. So and you can ha- now you have a digital copy? Yep. So you have a digital copy. So first and foremost, it capt- captures your audio and then it also captures the transcription of that. So you can take that, uh, copy it out into an email or into a Google Doc or whatever you want to do. Brilliant. Make your edits and send it. So it's digital. You can do anything with it. It's brilliant. It's it's honestly it saved me so much time. Um, I use it all the time. It's it's fantastic. And again, it's, a lot of people aren't aware of it. Yeah. So hopefully, some people might get some uh, value from using that. So, I think that's uh, they're the apps for, for this week. Very good. Nice start. Um, and uh, so just to recap, we talked about Google Pay. We talked about Waze. We talked about Little Plus. Goodreads and Otter. That's five different apps. Um, and uh, hope they're use, of use. If they are, please tell us. Okay, so we're going to talk about gadgets now. And whether they're new or not, I'm not sure. But in the last um, few weeks and months, uh, indeed, I've been buying gadgets, as I do. So the first one I'm going to uh, talk about is a gadget for your bike. Um, I don't know if you call it a gadget. It's an apparatus, I suppose. So... Storing bikes or bike racks. I mean, a bike rack has been around forever. You see them on the street mm-hmm. where you put your front wheel in. You know, it'll take six bikes. It takes up probably six feet or ten feet, and that's what a bike rack is. But there's other kinds, of course, that you can attach to a wall. Mm-hmm. And I've had one for years that's a big metal thing that's about six feet high. It's very ugly because it's gone rusty. Mm-hmm. It's taken up space in my carport, which annoys me every time I put the car in. And um, you can hang two bikes off it. It has these metal hooks. You mm-hmm. hang a bike on top and a bike on the bottom. And really, it doesn't work. Um, it's over-elaborate. Mm-hmm. And just on this point for a second, I've always had an interest in stuff that redefines um, you know, a function, let's call it. So in this case, we're talking about a, a piece of metal that's six feet high or maybe even seven feet high, um, it's probably weighs in I don't know stone whatever that might be in kilograms, mm-hmm. etc. It's awkward. It's taken up space. It's annoying, and it doesn't even look good. Mm-hmm. So, there is a new um, genre. Let's call it a bike racks, and this particular one is called Cloak, C L U G Cloak, and how they advertise it is they call it the world's smallest bike rack. Um. They say it's also loved by millions around the world, but they won't say that. They would say that. And what it is, actually, is if you were to take your index uh, finger and your thumb and that shape that you see and that size, it's essentially that uh, screwed to a wall. And what you do is, in my particular case, is you vertically uh, turn your bike up on its back wheel. It's it's upright, yeah, very good. Upright. And the clog is on the wall. You put your front wheel into that clog. It holds it there, and that's it. Yeah, it's really. It's. I'm. I'm just looking at a, an image of it here, online. It's very simple, isn't it? It's very simple. It's simple for people living in in small spaces and apartments and places like that as well. That well, it is. I mean, that's what the photograph we're looking at here is. It's, it's a bike. I'm not sure you'd really do this, but it's a bike in a an apartment. It looks like, um, vertically stored up against the wall, um. And uh, now, I'm not sure, I mean, it's easier for us, we've lots of space, but for someone who lives in an apartment, I'm sure it's fantastic. 
Oh, it's ideal, yeah. Now, the image we are looking at looks like a bike that has never been cycled before no, against a crisp, <laughs> a crisp, clean white wall, which may not be truly That's accurate, true. but the, it's, it's a great product. And it's uh, the price of it, Richard? It's about £15 on Amazon. Now, there's lots of um, people doing these at the moment. This is like the Hoover of uh, small bike racks. But I noticed that there are various, in Chinese indeed, um, uh, clones of this, which are cheaper. Yeah. But I wonder for 15 quid if it's, you know, not worth it, buying the best one. It's a bit like, you know, you, you can buy a pair of Bose headphones for mm. 200 quid or you can buy a pair of the Chinese mm. version of them for 50 quid. You know which one's going to last and you know you also know which one you're going to have the most value on. I, I, I think the name is great as well, Clug. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's different. It makes me a... It sparks that question in your head, what, what, what in the name of God is a clog? Absolutely, what so is a clog? It's very clever. Yeah, and uh, as I say, I've tried it out. It works extremely well, and uh, it, it does the job, and it's very small. And the 15 quid is well worth it. By the way, there are five different types. <clears throat> so it depends on what kind of a bike you have. If you've got thick tires like you might have on a mountain bike where yeah. you, you choose a particular one. I have a hybrid bike, so I have a particular one, etc. So there's five different types. There's one to Very suit good. every type of bike. So that's it for this month's Tech Post. Don't forget, there'll be a new episode on the first Thursday of every month. And we hope you enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to subscribe or follow us on Twitter. Remember, it's just tech, it's not rocket science. <laughs>